babe. Hello all and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to one profit coach, almost called you a financial coach, and one educator talking about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. That was a really bad, like, my my mo- my motions are really bad. I apologize. That was not my best. That was not but my best. But the intention was there. The intention was there. And as long there. as you're with me, that's all I'm that matters, good. right? Yeah. No, I, I just feel like you know, if you watch that YouTube intro, I, I apologize. That was not my my best. If you have not stopped by YouTube, I I'm it's the same content, but I encourage you to go take a look at the shenanigans. We have a lot of shenanigans that go on. During a podcast. If you don't know, Daniel and I are very expressive people. So anytime, anytime you're thinking like, I wonder what that's like. Like, look at the YouTube, like the videos, the expressions. You can see like, it's just a lot of fun. Also, I feel like we should do a couple of things on the on the YouTube channel. One is bloopers of the amount of times that we have to stop sometimes when our kids are awake, which they are right now. Uh, but we hope that they stay quiet. All the bloopers are really just our children running in and out of the room yes. or screaming or fighting. In and out of the frame or like sometimes we have to stop because someone has done something. And so I had to like turn around and like be a parent for a hot second. And like the the connection or the communication between us is hilarious because we're like, okay, we got to stop. And then we're like, what's wrong? And nothing's wrong. Um, and then... Yeah, and something else that we're going to try our hand at is vlogging, but not in the sense of consistent vlogging. Do not quote me on that. It is just for funsy lifestyle stuff. We've got some stuff coming up. It's important to uh, have things that you enjoy doing for fun, and this yeah. is definitely something that you will be doing all for fun. Yeah, this is I a fun thing for me. Will not really. I will be in the vlog while you're doing this, but I, I, I don't necessarily think I'll be taking initiative I, or lead on anything with the vlog. I'm okay with that. I'm excited about it. I like vlogs. You know the part that I don't like. Oh, I know that you love watching them. You don't oh, like I editing. Love, I love watching And I know vlogs. you're looking at me like, but babe, you're pretty good at this editing thing. You are. Truthfully, I don't mind. Listen, I would do it if it was a once on and off thing. Like if I was like, oh, I need to edit this thing and I get it done in like a weekend and like whatever cool but vlogging on a consistent basis does not spark joy i would need to have an editor that's the only reason and why again this you're podcast looking at me this is why i say if you're you're watching this on youtube like she is looking at me with like hey i no, need an editor no i will edit this i'll edit the vlog i have no problem editing the vlog okay here's what i have a problem editing right i'm glad hold I on let me look at that this is season two episode 26 <laughs> i've got the receipts we're about three minutes in kim said she has no problem editing the i'll vlog. edit the vlog i have a problem editing like on a consistent basis like i just won't keep up with it it's just not something when you talk about how bad do you want it i don't really want it that bad <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but the, the podcast on a consistent basis, that's the only thing that has kept me from doing a podcast before. Well, babe, and I'm so glad that here you we are. enjoy it. It is August 27th. We are at Sunday night and we are feeling pretty good about tomorrow. Oh my God. Yes. Because so tomorrow excited. is what for us? First day of school. First day of school for our children. And I'm so excited because that means like just one word, just one word routine do you know what it's almost like you know back 
June 17th or whatever day it was, that's the start of summer break for our children and they're off. For you, it's almost like August 28th is the beginning of your summer break. It's so like you true. Are, you're working, but you are off. I am so like, I don't think I recognized if you, if any of you guys are, are connected with me on Facebook, um, I'm under the name Kimberly Graham. There's nothing, you know, but um, I had a really hard week last week and some of it was hormonal, but some of it was also just the lack of routine has been eating at me for the past month. Every single, like from June, July, um, the girls have had something to do, whether it's going to grandma's house, going to gymnastics, going. So we've had some type of a routine, even if it's like for a week, you're going to gymnastics camp and then we're going home and then we have other stuff to do. But like, for whatever reason, that open month of just like not having a plan, it ate at me. It's been about three weeks now. It, it was not, it was not. And this past week, everyone was busy. My parents are busy because they're getting their school up and running because they have a private school. Um, you know, you were busy with getting yourself ready for school. And then I had the girls and I was like, okay, like, and I still wanted to, to work. It was just a very, it was a mixed but you made bag it. of emotions. I you did. made it. I'm almost done, man. It's almost time. And then I'm going to drop them off tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, I, yeah, it'll be happy tears. It won't I'm even be like, so oh no, my baby's done. like, you're not going to be sad. You're going to no. be like, yes, please go. Oh my God, I'm going to get so much work done. I'm so excited. I can just see you like gripping the steering wheel as oh. you drive off. Just sheer joy and excitement so knowing excited. there's no children's music in the car. There's no mommy, I want juice. There's just none of that. Yeah. Mm. I'm so excited. I do. I bet. So I bet. Excited. So last free freebie we talked about raising your income yes. and on GramFam, which by the way if you're not in GramFam yet you're crazy seriously we're about to we're about to turn turn the heat up in grandpa gram fam and we're going to be doing some seriously amazing things um right now at the time of this eight, again august 27th it is five dollars to get into GramFam to get exclusive content that's already been created but also access to our millionaire blueprint pocket coaching which is releasing in October. And that is going to be life changing. It's an insane value. It's going to be, yes, you're going to, it's, you're going to be sitting there going, oh my gosh, this is literally coaching in my pocket. <laughs> like you're telling me exactly what I need to do, exactly what to talk to my spouse about. And what? Five dollars a month? build generational wealth? What? That's ridiculously insane. And I would say to you, yes, it is. $5 a month for right now, it will go up. It, it, it will be bundled into an offer that's even bigger for my, my clients. But one of the things that I often hear from your clients when they're finished working with you is they're like, oh my gosh, Kim, the value. Yeah. Like I would have charged, I would have paid so much more for your services. Like knowing now mm -hmm. what I know, like the value is insane. Mm -hmm. And people always say like, man, I would have paid you so much more. And the same thing is going to be true for this pocket coaching. Oh, yeah. $20 a month in October. At the end of the year, people are going to look at that and just say, what an insane value. For sure. Right? So the idea that for the next four weeks, if you're fortunate enough to be listening to this. I mean, we're, we're on target now. So we're doing this literally the night right, before Right. That's what released. I'm saying. If you're listening to this and you're hearing this and we're going to be putting advertisements on all of our socials and everything, letting people know, like, get in now, like we're get in now. Yeah. I'm not, Hey, I'm not, a, I, I realized that 
you know, we could just wait till October and tell people to get in and it's $20 and that's in itself an insane value. But Hey, I'm telling you right now, you guys have been listening. You guys have been following along. This is your advantage. $5. You get into GramFam. And if you've been listening, I know we have, you know, dozens of people because I attract the analytics that listen every single week. If you are one of those dozens of people that are listening every single week, get in now. Yeah. I'm legit. telling you. Legit. You're going to get the exclusive content from the podcast. You're going to get obviously our weekly episodes and you're going to get pocket coaching for an entire year. It's incredible. Five bucks a month, guys. And seriously, every single, we just did episode one and it's short, but so impactful. Like if. Cheers to that. If one couple. Affluence. If one couple just listened to that one episode and they actually did what we told them to do in that episode, it literally has action step. Do this. Here's your prompt. Okay. What was the result? If you do that for a month, I'm so excited for the wins that are going to come out of this. People are going to be like, are you freaking kidding me? This was what? (laughs) This is amazing. I'm so excited for what. And it doesn't matter where you are in your business, where you are in your career, where you are in your relationship. This is fruitful and beneficial to you. Oh yeah. It's worth it. 100% 100% worth it. It's anyway. Here's it's, where we're going today. Get in GramFam. Here's where we're going today. A common complaint that we hear over and over again is Kim, Dan, guys. I, like, I know you guys talk about budgets and stuff, but my budget, it's just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if like I do it differently than or what, but it's just not working. Like my budget, it's just not working. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, there's something wrong with it. Yep. It can't be me. <laughs> so let's get into this. All right. One of the main things, and again, we are going to give you some actionable steps of things that you can do to get your budget back on track. When you feel like your budget isn't working. I think that, hold on. Sorry. I know you're about to like dive in. This is the thing. It's important to talk about like when you feel, that's a really important thing to say. When you feel like your budget isn't working. You know how like um, there are certain things that get worse before they get better? Yes. And I'm sure you can find lots of things in life. I can't think of any examples right now, which I know is like, Kim, but this is off the top of my dome. So, but you, there are plenty of things that get worse before they get better. Here's a good one. When you are repairing your hair, if you have ever dyed your hair, which my husband has not, (laughs) but if you have ever dyed your hair and maybe you dyed your hair an opposite color than what it normally is. So like, you went lighter when you're a darker haired person. It's going to take time for, you might be able to get from drastically dark to drastically light, but it's going to take time for your hair to settle down and to get used to this new state, to get used to all the chemicals that are in there. Um, And if you want to go from light to dark, like from that bleach state to back to your original, it's going to take some time. And it might have a stage where you're like, this is ugly, but you have to go through that stage in order to get to the finished result. So this is the same thing here. You might be trying something and you might be like, oh, I tried it. And you got to really give yourself an opportunity to think through how long have I been doing this for, right? Now, and you got to be honest with yourself. Have you been doing this off and on? Have you been consistent with it? Same thing with weight loss. All all these ideas are coming to my brain now. Um, 
But if you've been doing this consistently for like two, three months, know that it's going to get a little bit like dicey before it gets better. Why? Do you know why? 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 I didn't know. I didn't know if you were like, yeah, it's going to get dicey before it gets better because there are expenses that you've completely forgot about. There are situations that have come that are going to come up that you didn't prepare for because this was something that you prepared for six months ago. And now you're deciding to be this whole new person who's focusing on their finances. And then you're like, crap, oh, I forgot about that thing that I did six months ago. You was not having did not have this perspective as you have right now. So six months ago, you the 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 choices that you made six months ago are coming to you. They're, they don't care who you are right now. So there's going to be things that are going to pop up that you weren't ready for. There's going to be routine things that have always popped up that are a result of the habits that you've been going through that you've had for the past years, decades that are still going to creep in. And so it's going to feel resist. You're going to feel a lot of resistance before it gets better. So before you say my budget just isn't working, ask yourself, have you given yourself enough time? And is this just a result of previous habits and strategies that you've lack or lack thereof that you've been using coming to rear their ugly head and you're going oh shoot man I'm seeing it now or is it expenses that maybe you were not prepared for and yeah so that's my that was just my brainchild just on like my budget isn't working that's can I provide my own example can I build off what you just said because I feel like there's someone in my family that needs to hear this all right you said things get worse before they get better. In everyone's family, there's this one individual. Mm-hmm. And this one individual made a decision to have an Android phone. Now, <laughs> everyone else in the family has Apple I, devices. I know exactly they have who you're iPhones. About. I know. We they have iPhones. And there's that one family member that has an Android and they refuse to change for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they stick to it. But listen, when you make that change, Michael Jackson, and you swap from Android to Apple, is it gonna be better immediately? Mm -hmm. No, it's gonna be tough, it's gonna be a challenge, things might get worse, you might get frustrated because it's a different experience. But the more time you put into that device, you will realize how much superior (laughs) the Apple device is to the Android device. So I mean, so that one family member Mm -hmm. who still has Android and everyone else has Apple, make that change. Make that change. Make all the bubbles blue. That's my example. Because we like blue bubbles, <laughs> right? It's the green bubble. Take us into to point one. Okay, point one. Review your budget. So if you really are feeling like, Kim, I've been actively using my, my, I've been actively managing my money for over three months. I have been really trying my hardest to make sure that I'm staying on task, but my gosh, it's just not working. Then what you need to do is review your budget. Take a closer look at the budget what money uh where the money is going and identify areas where you might be overspending or where expenses have increased unexpectedly so sometimes what a lot of my clients deal with is like end of the school year or beginning of the school year for example they'll be like oh my gosh like we just spent like three four hundred dollars just on back to school my girls need uniforms so on uniforms and like just getting stuff ready People forget how much it costs for that. And so when you are now on a budget, instead of just using somebody else's money, AKA credit card or whatever is around, you're recognizing and it, it hurts a little bit harder because you have boundaries now and you're like, what, oh my gosh, I'm spending this much on back to school stuff? 
And it becomes like, oh my God. So this might be unexpected, right? It's not really unexpected. You knew that you needed to do this, but last year you weren't tracking it. This year you were. And this year it feels a little bit like it stings a little bit more. So when you're thinking about these areas that have increased unexpectedly, recognize that some of it isn't really unexpected. It's just you didn't, it wasn't in front of your face. Now it is. So go, identify that. Go back to high school with me for a minute. A you're in things. math class and you're taking a math test and you're solving the problem and you you complete it. You, you solve the equation, you're finished, you go, you check the answers because it's either A, B, C, or D. And then you look at all the answers. You look at A, you look at B, you look at C, you look at D. And none of the four answers are the problem, like the answer uh-huh. that you got. Uh-huh. And you're sitting here and you're like, wait a minute, I just solved this math problem and I got 32. And that answer is not represented in any of these multiple choices. Mm-hmm. You need to go back and check your work, yes. right? So what I'm saying to you is the budget, I mean, maybe there's a problem or an issue with the budget, but you need to go back and redo that math equation because you mm-hmm. made a mistake. The same thing is happening with your budget. Mm, when your budget one. isn't working, all right, and you're looking for these outcomes and the outcome isn't there, you need to go back and check, check your, your work, work. Yeah. Right? And so many times we want to go to the teacher and go, teacher, you did it wrong. Yeah, this math equation is broken. You did you did it wrong. The I answer know is I got 32. It right. Yeah. And they're looking at you none like... Of, none of the multiple choice ones, oh, honey. they don't make sense. Like none of it works. So it's it's a you problem. It's It's the tool. It's the budget. It's the test. Meanwhile, that test has been used and tried and true for years and years and years. And that teacher is like, nah, boo, it's you. (laughs) And you might need to have that moment with yourself. Is you, boo. (laughs) You might need to go back and check your work. So that's what you need to do first is just to review your budget. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, what, what, I don't even know what budget I'm using. Well, therein lies your problem. You're not really managing your money then. You're, you don't really have a budget to say as not working if you don't even know how to review your data. Um, So, yeah. So let me then walk them through step-by-step what we need you to do if you're going to check your budget. Yeah. Okay. First thing you need to do is you need to gather all of your financial data. Yep. Where do we do that? Uh, You can gather your financial data via like, you know, banks. You can go back through statements of, of places that you normally are spending from, credit card statements, if that's where you're normally spending from. You can go to... um other places i mean i feel like those are the main places no that's fine gonna go. so you're going to take that data you're going to gather it all up and then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to categorize that data yep you're going to say these expenditures were entertainment these were all food this was all housing this was all transportation yep. you're going to categorize the data then you're going to identify the problem areas. Yeah. And this is normally where you're going to see where the things where money is leaking from. One of the main reasons why people are saying that their money is like, Oh my gosh, my budget is not working is because there is, they're not tracking every single expenditure, which I recognize. I know that that might not be the sexy thing to do, but if you want to get an understanding of where your money is going, you got to start there. You have to know where every single dollar is going, or you have to have a routine to be able to say, this is all the bills that are due. This is what I'm putting into savings. These are all the things that are mega important to me. And then everything outside of that, the miscellaneous, sure, I can spend how I want. Great. Do it that way then. But you need to have an understanding of how to filter through all of the money that's coming through. Otherwise, there will be money slipping through your fingers. 
And you, that's the reason why it feels like it's not working because when it's time for an unforeseen like thing coming up and you're like, oh my gosh, where did my money go? Because we haven't really been paying attention to it in the first place. So it does help to have that like consistent check-in, which we talked about in several, several podcasts, um, why it's important to have like a check-in with your money on a consistent basis. Now I know what the problem area was for us early on in our marriage. And I'll mm-hmm. say that in just a moment. I'm curious if the problem area that we had when we were categorizing our expenses and we were like, whoa, we spent a ton mm-hmm. on this category. Is that a similar issue for your clients? Do they ha- Is that the same category that they struggle with? Uh, yeah. Or are there the other categories that are like, man, this is the one to look for. Like if there's a category that you're going to overspend in, like this is the, like I oftentimes see this is the category to look at for my clients. It changes. It varies for every single person, most people. And I'm sure you guys could all say it. So like in your mind, think about what do you think is the category that most people overspend on? Tell me. Okay. So food. I'll say food. No, I, I didn't want you to say it. I wanted the listener to say it. Like, cause you know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I gave them the wait time. I'm, envision, I'm envisioning them like just driving in their car and they're like, oh yes, you know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm envisioning, I want them to be a part of this. This is, this is what this is. But anyway, food. Yes. Going out to eat. Right. So we would spend our, our grocery money, but in an, on top of that, we were spending upwards to like 300, $400 a month on and that was just me and him. dining out. And that, that was, was just, just at this point in our, our marriage, it was just you and I. So that's like coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like Chick-fil-A, that's, yeah. that's dining, like going out to restaurants, paying tips, like all of that. Right. Um, the other thing that I see that a lot of people deal with is subscriptions. Subscriptions yes. hit, hits more people than they recognize and they don't know it until they start looking at it. I had a client just this past week, we were kind of going through, combing through some stuff to just kind of make sure they have more of a solid understanding of their finances. And there was like an additional three, $400 of just expenditures that he was like, where is this coming from? And so he has to dive deep into Apple (laughs) because they don't make it easy. It just says Apple, 99 cents, $29, whatever. But it doesn't tell you where it's coming from. You literally have to go into the back office and comb through every single thing to be like, where's this coming from? And this poor dude, I have to tell you what he's doing because they have a family plan. He lets his kids like on his, um, they all use the same card, you know, the same Apple family plan. And it's not on his phone. So he has to go to every single per- like person who's in this like family plan to be like, what are you purchasing? And I'm like, that's going to take you a little bit of time. That's a lot so of work. I'm going to give you some space to do that. I wonder what it is about subscriptions. Is it, I wonder if it's just because it's so, a lot of them, you know, back in my day, <laughs> we had cable television and it was all in one place. Right. And now it's like you have to piecemeal everything. It's all a la carte. Yeah. So do you think it's just because every subscription is like, five bucks to 10 bucks Mm -hmm. that people are just like, oh, that's cheap. I'll do it. And then they forget about it. Cause I I remember an educator where it was like, we were getting to like May or June and we, we were doing a thing. It was like Amazon. Like the, is there a book one? Yeah. Prime. There's Amazon prime and then there's Amazon. There is a book one Kindle. Maybe that's what it was. So she was going to get the subscription. I think you could get like one month free or whatever. So she was going to do that. And then when she went to do it, she realized, oh, wait a minute, I still have an account. I still have. Oh my gosh. And so for the last 12 months, she had no. been paying for the subscription without no. even knowing. Oh yeah. So Tell I just feel that. like that happens to a lot of people where they 
get a subscription. It's almost like a gym membership. Like you get yeah. your subscription and then you really don't use it, but you have good intentions to go back yeah. and use it. So then you just don't get rid of it. But then there's this new exciting like subscription out there. So you get that one too, mm-hmm. right? There's another Netflix, another Hulu, another Peacock, another whatever. Like there's just, there's, there's something. always something. It is. I feel like it is something that. Because it's so cheap. Our, and it's like, ah, five bucks, whatever. Right. I think it is something that our generation is really going to have to grapple with because it is new for our generation to have this type of subscription, right? It's a great model, right? We're using it. We just told you to invest in Graham House, right? Or Graham Fam. It, $5 a month, sure. Is it something that someone could easily say, oh, $5 a month, and then they don't listen to it? Sure. But that's not on us, right? And that's the thing, too, with subscriptions as well. Netflix is not going to come after you if you don't use them for six months. They're going to be like, okay, cool, whatever. So you have to, this goes back to it, right? Which, again, if you get to GramFam and you're using it and you're actually listening to it, we're going to help you understand where all this other wasted money is going if you're like, wait how many subscriptions do I actually have? Like we're going to walk you through all those things, but regardless, um, it, then it's really important because if you are managing your money and you are very aware and on top of your dollar, that the likelihood of that happening of you having so many, I mean, I had one client that literally had $1,200 of subscriptions, $1,200 a month in subscriptions. If you don't go through it, like to get your, your, your handle on it, it's going to run away from you. So you have to stay on top of it so that you can find the problematic area. So I will say subscriptions, going out to eat, miscellaneous. Sometimes it's shopping. Um, but sometimes it's like your, your actual like, like four walls. For example, I have one client who her mortgage is like over 30% of her income. Now, obviously that's going to be something that is going to be different for her. It's not going to be something that we can easily be like, all right, just sell your house. Like it's, it's something we're going to have to work through, but she understands that that's a problematic area and she's going to have to live a different type of lifestyle until she can come to terms with like, okay, I'm ready to sell it. So anyway, there's a lot of problematic areas that we can find here. I'm glad you said that because that, that really goes into the next portion of this, right? You've gathered your data, you've categorized, you have identified the problems you have to differentiate the needs and the wants. Mm -hmm. Needs, like you just said, like those four walls, right? You need Mm -hmm. your house. You're gonna need, if you're in an area where you have to drive, you're gonna need that vehicle. Mm -hmm. You're gonna need food. You're gonna need lights. You're gonna need, you know, utilities. You're gonna need internet for your, like there are needs. And you have to differentiate those needs versus those wants. Mm-hmm. Because if you have uh, an ultimate goal to go on to a really nice vacation and the thing keeping you from putting extra money aside every month is your stomach. Yep. Or it's $1,200 in the subscriptions. Mean, like mm. that's holding you back from your goals. Put it When you put it in those types of terms... Like really when you're thinking to yourself, oh man, like I have, again, going back to this one client who um, she just started going to the gym and she really loves going to get smoothies. And she found out that like this past month she spent like 50 bucks in smoothies. And I don't really care so much that she spent 50 bucks in smoothies. She makes very good money. If you want to spend $50 a month on smoothies, go for it. But she also wants to save. She has no savings. So she also wants to put more money into her savings. And so I said, okay, well, this isn't a classic needs versus wants. Do you need to have $50 worth of smoothies every single month along with all the other things like, you know, do you need that? And that's when you have to put on your CEO pants, as my coach affectionately calls it. That's when you need to put on your big girl pants, your big boy pants, and you have to say, I'm an adult. 
and I have a big goal for myself. Is this something that I need forever? Or is this something that I just want for right now, right? Because if I can, if I can put more stock into the things that I need right now, then I'm more likely later on down the road to be able to make room for more of my wants. Ever thought of that? Like the goal of managing your money isn't so that you're restricted. The goal of managing your money is so that you have more ability to spend money. You have more choices. You have more availability to say yes to yourself in a place where there's no guilt. There's no need for feeling like, oh man, I just, I, I don't have the, no, like you, f- you focus on the needs so you can make room for more of your wants. Like that's what managing your money is allowing you to do. Right. I need people to understand that a budget is simply a written plan. It is. That's it. It's abundance. We're not telling you not to spend money. Mm-mm. We're telling you to have a plan for how much money you want to spend on that category mm-hmm. so that it doesn't go over and you still have that money for the other categories that you want to spend money on. Mm-hmm. If you go over on, like we did on dining and eating out, Put well on then your big boy pants. that's going to impact your other budgets like maybe your hair care mm-hmm. or your entertainment or your vacation, right? These other budgets that you want, these other categories that you want to have, but if you overspend on one category, that's going to affect, it's the, gonna other affect the others. It's going to yep. pull from those. So make sure you set realistic limits. Right. Set realistic goals for each category and stick to those numbers. That way you still have funds for the other categories that you desire. Right. Now, if it's not working, go back. You've set realistic limits. You, at this point, you're probably scrapping your old budget. Create a brand new plan, right? Set those, those limits for those categories and try to stick to that new budget. And the last thing you have to do, and we talked about this before in our last grand fam, yeah. is check your budget. Often. 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 Monitor and adjust. So this is something that uh, someone recently said this to me too. They were like, it's just not working. And they scrapped the whole thing and just stopped. Don't, don't just stop. Don't, don't stop. <laughs> Monitor and adjust, right? You pick up what works. You leave what behind what doesn't. There is no one straightaway system that's going to be cookie cutter for every single human being. It's just not going to happen. We're too unique in the same way that there isn't just one system out there that's going to appeal to every single person. You need to listen. Even the things that we've talked about, we give you a myriad, like a menu of options. And that might feel overwhelming. And we'll give you an understanding of how you can help yourself with that. Because yes, it is overwhelming. But what you need to do is have the initiative to say, okay, I'm going to try this and I'm going to do this for a consistent amount of time. And I'm going to decide if I like it or, or if I don't like it. If I don't like it, I'm going to add in the things that I feel like would probably make this feel a little bit better. Because maybe in the same way that I was like, man, in August, we learned that having us home all like, I mean, I like having the freedom and the flexibility, but it really works with my mindset if we have something planned for the girls to, because they're at the age where they need to get out there and do more things. So maybe next year we need to have some more like activities for them where they can go and like express how they want to express so that we get a little bit of, of, you know, variety in our month, right? 
that didn't come from me just being all knowing and being like, this is what we're going to do. It came from experience of saying this did not work. This, this didn't work. <laughs> this was not the best week ever. We need to change it up next year. Let's do this. Right? So it's the same thing with your money. It's the same thing with your, your plans. You're going to find the stuff that's working and then you're going to get rid of the stuff that doesn't work. But you don't just stop and say, it's all done. You just keep adding things on that work until you find the perfect system for you. What I'm about to say is not groundbreaking. Everyone knows this. But there are, if your budget's not working, there are two things Mm -hmm. you can do. Mm -hmm. Number one, we talked about this last week. If your budget's not working and you're having a hard time making ends meet, then you need to raise your income. Yeah. If you can't cover your basic needs, if you can't cover your wants and your desires, you need to raise your income. If you want to find out how to do that, literally go back and listen to last week's podcast. Yeah. We're going to break it all down for you. We're going to tell you, you might need to find a part-time job. Mm -hmm. You might need to start a business. You might need to sell some things. There are ways that you can build yourself a nice little nest egg. There are ways to raise your income. Yeah. Now, again, not groundbreaking. If you're having a tough time making ends meet, you could raise your income or what else can you do? You can get rid of expenses, right? That's it. Reduce your expenses. super simple. When you really break it down. Option A, option B. Option C is to do both. Raise your income and cut expenses. But that's it. That's it. I want to make more money. Okay. Or I want to save more money. Cut down your expenses. Make more money. That's it. Those are your two options. Yeah, we, we call that the uh, Rachel Rogers philosophy. Like it's Just a, make more. Make more. Make more money. Get after it. So those are really your only like choices when it comes to this. And I, I, I wish it was sexier than that, but it's not. <laughs> it's, that is, it is what it is. So um, if you're, you just need to increase your income so we do have an episode but we also have a couple other ones at the beginning of our season i think season one where we talked a lot about how to increase your income and the different jobs that we took on like we took on so many different jobs in fact the last couple of weeks we were thinking oh or last month or whatever we were like oh maybe we should get another part-time job and so you were looking for a part-time job um and you know what like i think no matter what experience we go through it's really fun to 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 embark on it because then we can have an understanding of what it's like to look for different jobs. We can find all of these different avenues of like different ways that we can make more money because then we can bring them to you. doesn't matter whether we actually take the job or not. And so um, like I didn't realize selling domain names. Does this happen between last week and this week? I don't remember if we, we said did it talk last. about it on the last pod, okay. but it might've been for, Grandfam. Uh, okay. So it, not everyone might have heard this. So go ahead so, and say it again. So selling domains. Didn't know this was a thing. I had a domain name that I made a year ago that was just random domain name. And um, it, it was called Money in the Making because I was toying around with millionaires in the making because that's the name of my program, my signature program. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, millionaires in the making is taken, but money in the making isn't. And it was like 20 bucks. And I was like, okay. And I bought it. Um, never ended up using it for anything. So I decided that I was just going to get rid of it because you have to pay for fees to upkeep it every single year. So I was like, oh, I'm done with it. 
And because it still had six months left before I had to renew it, it was like, why don't you just list it for sale? And I was like, eh, okay, that doesn't, I mean, it's not gonna hurt me. So I was like, sure, let me list it for sale. Not thinking anything would happen. Um, and last week we got an email that I got $1,000 for that thing. So that's cool. I wouldn't say that it was a, it's a consistent side hustle. Someone, like I put it on Facebook and people are like, how can I get started on this and whatever? And I'm like, it is not guaranteed, y'all. Like this is literally gambling. Like, <laughs> like I shouldn't say it's gambling. It's like investing. That's really all it is. But Nobody can tell you how much these things are actually going to You're go banking on the idea that whatever your brainchild was, whatever those words are that you right. put together and you buy that domain name money in the making you're really hoping that like man there's someone out there that has the same idea as me yeah and thinks it's an amazing idea and then when they see that it's taken they're like well i don't want to just come up with a new idea like i'm stuck on this one so yeah. they want to buy it like you're really it's it, a it is teetering on that idea of gambling because there's so much chance and yes. risk and like there's no guarantee yes. that someone's going to love your idea. That being said, if you bought a domain name ridiculously cheap, like there are some you can buy for a dollar. Like if you, if you bought some ridiculously cheap and you the upkeep is maybe like 15 bucks, I mean, you do what you got to do. But all I'm saying is like, it's a great way to just like randomly get like some additional like, oops, this is a nice little chunk of change I Have wasn't expecting. Have we checked to see if all the names of fruit are taken like apple is apple right yeah but like did, oh true we should grape. go check out like grape orange tangerine like we gotta somebody we gotta said I, I was watching a podcast avocado somebody said that what they're doing is they're doing live in and they use a city so like live in laurel like that's where we are or live in like cincinnati or live in whatever and so what you can do is you can do that and like buy the domain name for each one of those because eventually <laughs> eventually someone is going to want to do that which I think is really funny. But again, like. But if you purchase all of those, that's a huge that's upfront a huge, investment. If no one yes. ever buys, then that's just money lost. Exactly. So all that to say, am I saying that you should do this as a side hustle? No. What I am saying is it is a way, right, that it randomly increased my income, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, huh, well, if someone has random lying around like domain names and they put it out there for sale, it's a nice little like boost in income if it sell it sells. But so that was our experience this past week. But like even like learning new things about like different companies that are really great to work for, companies that are easy to to get hired into. It's just a really cool experience to to learn how to increase your income. If there's anything I've learned, it's that I don't want to stay in one place for a super long time. If I'm in corporate, especially if I'm in corporate. Um, I would be leveraging my skills and job hopping to get more money every couple of years. If there's one thing I've heard that's very consistent, it's that. Right. Being loyal to one company until you retire is not necessarily the best way mm -hmm. to raise your income. Yeah. It worked when you were, if you were a boomer, it worked. Wow. Way to call out boomers. <laughs> I'm just saying like that certain demographic that was... That was there was hate. something to be said about staying with a company for a long time. Yes. Nowadays, that's not the case. They, You're going to do much better if you just keep moving up. All right. So you've done all the things. You've tried to increase your income. You've tried to cut expenses, but it's just not working. This is my favorite one. This is where someone like you mm -hmm. comes into the picture Talk to us about that. So the last thing that you can do if you're really 
at like beating your head against the wall. I've tried it. I've tried it. And I tried. And this is a lot of times when people come to me, which I would like to just say is my PSA. Don't come to me if you are, if you are on the verge of being broke or if you are, you know, at your wits end, you're super just like, Oh, this can never happen for me. And I'm not willing to work and whatever. Don't, don't come to me in crisis mode. Okay. Same for your doctor, same for your dentist, same for any of that. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go to your professional in crisis mode saying, oh, man, I, you know, whatever. Because the, what, the thing that's going to happen is that the, that professional is going to say, well, how long have you had this pain? Oh, for the past 15 years. Well, what the actual, I can't help you. Like, you're already too far gone. I'm not saying we can't help you, but it's going to hurt. Like, it's not going to be easy. So do yourself a favor. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm, Okay, if that's if that's an adjective that you can use for your financial situation, this is the time to seek professional help. Don't wait until it gets to crisis mode. Okay, so seek professional help. Here's what that looks like: if you're struggling to manage your finances and understand what specific strategies and habits are specific to you, your business, and your end goal, you having a professional in your corner to specifically help you one-on-one to support you in these endeavors is always, always going to have a return on investment. Like always. You can't tell me that not having someone who's able to sit with you and say, hey, I'm noticing right here, this is a place where you can earn more money. In fact, here's a strategy that's going to help you be able to save that much so that by the time December comes, you have an additional $6,000 in your savings account. You can't tell me, you can't tell me that that is not worth an investment to help yourself understand more about your money. So um, you need to understand a little bit more about what type of professional help you need. So if it's communication with your spouse, you need therapy. You need to go to marriage therapy before you talk about money with any type of professional because any financial professional is not licensed to handle communication breakdown. That's not what we're there for. Um, if you are trying to get your business power couple grind off the ground, you might want to talk to me first. Here's why. I am not a financial advisor. I'm not going to help you with retirement. I'm not going to help you out with making sure that you are investing properly. That's beyond what I do. What I do do is help you make sure that you understand exactly where your money is going. <laughs> make, sure that, <laughs> make sure you are saving. Make sure you have a clear understanding of how to pay yourself, how to make sure that you have money in your savings account, how to make sure that you have clear lines of this is what's happening in my home finances. Here's how much we can spend. Here's what I desire. Here's what I want my life to look like. Let's find out what that number looks like. So you can feel like mindset wise, so in sync with your money. Like I know what I want. I know exactly what I have to do to get there. And I know exactly what routines, strategies, habits, like all of that. And I can able, I can paint you a picture of what it looks like to get there. So then you can feel like, okay, we're good right now as is. Now that we've saved money, then you go to a financial advisor or CPA or both. The financial advisor is then going to take that additional money that you're like, oh, I have extra money here and I'm ready to start investing. They can be able to help you understand where to invest to get a really nice ROI for retirement years. Okay. So we're living pretty now. 
but you're also investing in your future. Your CPA accountant is gonna be helping you with your business and your home endeavors, making sure that you actually have a clear understanding of what you need to do to make sure that you are either paying less or no taxes. Yes, there is a way that you can do that, but you need to have a professional to make sure that you're doing it legally. So you need to make sure that you have someone by your side who cares about your financial situation and is not 1-800-ACCOUNTANTS. They don't care about you, okay? You're a number to them. You want an accountant that is going to be able to sit with you. So building that financial team for you and your future empire is vital. And I will tell you that the work that you do with me isn't something that's just gonna only work for like two minutes, a month, a year. You're gonna be using these strategies forever. And I, I say it lightly, but it's not like I will literally change the trajectory of how you manage your money. Um, so when we seek professional help, we're not just seeking someone to help us in the interim. We're literally creating an overhaul on how we manage our money. You just like regurgitated and vomited so much wisdom into the microphone. It's kind of insane. <laughs> the way I took that is there are so many financial professions out there. Yes. And you need to find the right professional for you. Yeah. If I'm going to fix something in my house and I go into my toolbox, I've got hammers, screwdrivers, wrenches, saws. Like yeah. I, you have all these different tools, right? And yeah, if, if I want to put a nail into the wall, I could probably take a wrench mm -hmm. and try to slap that sucker into the wall, but it's not the best tool yep. for the job, right? So you want to choose the right professional for you. And there's like, there's someone who can help you with your will. But mm -hmm. I, if I'm looking to get my will done, I'm not going to ask a CPA. No. Someone can help you if you want to establish a trust. Someone can help you if you want to make sure all your insurances are the best insurance for you. There's someone to help you with your budget. There's someone to help you with your investments. There's someone to help. There's so many financial professionals out there. So you need to figure out what is it that, I, what do you want, <laughs> right? You have to figure out what you need. Yeah. What is it you're looking for? And then go find that right person. Mm -hmm. Find that right person for you. And when you, when you find that person, you're getting so much expertise. Like these people live and breathe yes. that profession. You will never find me on top of my house trying to put shingles on my roof. Nope. I want to find someone who lives and breathes shingles. shingles. <laughs> well, I've had shingles. I was going to say that brought back something for Ooh, you, didn't it? <laughs> I didn't like that. Look, y'all. No, that's a whole different story. Just know that I went through that and it was... It was not It fun. was miserable. It was like, not fun. I thought I was dead. Yeah. It was a pretty intense moment in life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Whoa, you've gone through a lot. 2020 was not a good year for you, me. You've gone you get a lot. so much expertise when you hire that professional. Stuff you never even knew existed or that like it's such a value. Yeah. Such a value to have that expertise. You get objective advice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're in your own funk, you're biased. You're like, "Oh, but I really want it. I I need this." And those needs aren't really needs, they're wants. Yeah. Or like you're like, oh, but my children, oh, but my wife, my husband, but no, you get object. Like this is how you get to your goal. Cut this, 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 make more money it? here, 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 exactly. sell this, sell this, sell this, go after this job. I don't care how you feel about your job and how good your boss is to you. This is 
how what you, you need, get to your goal. Right? You get that objective advice. Like they don't have that same like ooey gooey feelings that you have, right? Yeah. They care about you. Customized solutions, right? They're going to give Probably you a tailored yeah. product that meets your needs, whether it's yeah. the budget or the investment or the insurance, right? Your goals, your aspirations, your lifestyle is it's unique so to unique. you. It's unique to you. So they're going to help you find that custom solution that's perfect for you and your household. Yep. And they're going to help you with that long-term planning. So they're not going to help you just for now. So when you hire Kim, you're not just getting help to get through this month. Mm -hmm. She's helping you through next month. She's helping you through next year. And you're not even working with her next year. And she's helping you for the next five, 10. Like Kim is with you forever, even though you only hired her for three to six months. Yep. Because literally what we're doing you can rinse and repeat. It will always work for whatever you're doing because the, the, the resources, the, the strategies, the habits are specifically created for you. It, it only makes sense for you. I still have people coming to me years later that have worked with me um, who have been able to say, Kim, it's still like working. I'm able to, the biggest thing that they love to come to me with is yes, paying off debt. They get excited about that, but they get even more excited about the fact that they're going on their second vacation completely. Like they're, they're like, I, I didn't have to go into debt for it. Like I just was able to just pay for it and I'm taking my whole family. And my husband was like, what we did that. And she's like, yeah, we totally did. And she's like, and I took my mom on a super fancy vacation just because I could. And it was so nice to do those things because this is what I feel like we make money for. Like, it's not that we just like, it's, I'm so tired of just making money and seeing it go out the door. It makes me feel so good to know that my money is actually going to the places that I wanted it to go. And I don't feel guilt whatsoever about it. Um, while still being able to make sure that I'm investing, saving, paying off debt. And like, that's ultimately what we all desire just to have choice and to be able to say that we are feeling in control of our money. And so, um, so yeah, so all of this working with a professional is going to be able to help you get there even faster than you beating yourself against the wall and going, why isn't this working? It might be time to, to bite the bullet, so to speak, and get that professional help. I promise you it is a, t oh, I mean, 110 million percent worth it. Um, every time I've invested in myself, had a crazy ROI every single time. Um, our last thing that's going to be super like good for you, and this is going to be controversial, is to stay disciplined. Mm. Well, here's what I would say to that. He because you talked about this. We, you talked about this a little bit earlier about giving up or how it, it gets harder before it gets better, yeah. right? The whole idea here is just because your budget isn't working now, yeah. Doesn't mean it's not going to work tomorrow or next True. week or next month. I liken it to when you were younger and your parents put you into something that you didn't want to be in. Mm. Your parents said, I want you to play piano or I want you to play the saxophone or I want you to be on this soccer team or I want you to take gymnastics or swim team, whatever it is. Your parents put you in something and you weren't really feeling it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I hated soccer practice today, dad or mom. Like, I just, I want to be done. I want to mm -hmm. quit. And if your parents were anything like mine, they said, no, this is something that we have invested in. This is something that we still are got doing. Six more sessions left. You still have six more <laughs> sessions or three more months. Like, we're going to finish this season. And then at the end of the season, you can make your choice then. 
do you want to do it again or not? And because of that parental moment Mm -hmm. in your childhood, you grew resilience, Mm -hmm. you grew perseverance, you learned how to collaborate with others, you learned how to work through your problems, right? There is benefits to staying disciplined, there's benefits to sticking it out, there's benefits to staying motivated. So with your budget, just because things are tough, just because you don't like it at first, just because whatever, doesn't mean you just throw in the towel. Yep. That's not what your parents instilled in you. Nope. You have to persevere through and you're gonna see the benefits, whether you want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. If you finish that soccer season, you have grown as a person, Mm -hmm. whether you admit it or not. You are more of a team player. You are more collaborative. You have more resilience. You have more perseverance. You, you, there's just so much more knowledge that you have As because you did that. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. So I say that to say with your budget, don't just give up. Mm-hmm. Stay disciplined to it. Yep. So I think it's really important to remember that this is a process in the same way every single thing that we just mentioned, every example we gave, there's a process to it and there's a patience to it. Um, And I know that we love, we live in a space of instant gratification. We live in a space of, I press a button, it should happen immediately. Listen, you're just going to have to get over that on this one. You're going to have to recognize that it is a process and it is a life-changing process and it will change every single part of you. And so you have to just continue to stay focused on your end goal and keep moving forward. Um, so I guess, let, we, well, no, let me say this. Here's how you can stay motivated. Cause we talked about this before. Discipline. Make sure your goals are realistic Mm-hmm. and attainable. People say, well, Kim, Dan, I have these different debts that I have to pay or I have these different vacations that I want to save up for. What should I pay off first or what should I save up for first? Should I do this really big one? Should I do this medium-sized one, the small? Like, what, what, what should I work towards first? Mathematically, I should do this. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to pay off a debt, when you're trying to save up for something, you need to make sure your goals are realistic and attainable. Right. But I'm going to advocate that you go after those short-term goals. Yes. Because when you accomplish, when you get a taste of victory, it's addicting. It's addicting. It's addicting. Yeah. And you're going to want to have more of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say go after the small debt. Go after yeah. the small goal for vacation. What, whatever you're working towards, start small, knock it out. It's going to feel good. You're going to get that satisfaction and you're going to want more of that. Position yourself to be successful. That's really what it's all about. Stop positioning yourself to say, oh, I'm going to pay off all 100K. No, position yourself for success. What would make you feel successful in your finances right now? Position your week. Let's just start there. Position your day for that success. And that will snowball. That will have a snowball effect on your mindset around your money. And that's sometimes where people have to start. The small, simple things first. So your CTA as we close today, I hope you guys have really enjoyed this conversation. I know I have. I think this was really good because honestly, I think this is a cop out for a lot of people. It's just not working. Really though? Really though? Um, So what I would say as a CTA is to really have that that DTR with yourself, like to determine the relationship, but, but determine your reason, determine your, maybe a DTE, determine your excuse. Like really think about like, where is that coming from? Do you really think that you have attempted every single thing? Like write down what, what has worked. What makes you feel good about when it comes to looking at your money? What are the things that makes you feel good? And what are the things that are not working? 
and really ask yourself, if I'm being super honest, have I been using every single day, every single week, every single quarter? Have I been looking at my money? Have I been tracking? Do I have an understanding of where my money is coming from? What things have made me the most overwhelmed or frustrated in my money or financial journey? And I think if you have this like x-ray moment for yourself, you're going to be able to really realize like, oh, I really haven't given it all. I, I keep falling into these traps or I haven't really done every single day. There have been days that I've kind of gone off kilter or I've just let things happen and I haven't looked at my money. Maybe I haven't given it a fair shot. Maybe it's time to seek that professional help, but there's nothing wrong with that because if I get someone in my corner with me, I can go 10 times further faster with somebody else next to me supporting me than if I'm doing it on my own. So that's my CTA to you. Just do a little x-ray journal prompt for yourself. Remember, budgeting is a process and it may take some time to find a budget that works for you, but don't get discouraged if you encounter challenges along the way. By making adjustments and staying committed to your financial goals, you can achieve financial success and improve your overall financial well-being. Guys, go live in love, walk in wealth. Take care, y'all. Bye.